0: This is John Murphy. I'm John Murphy, right? And you're listening to the Best Bits Podcast. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The best fucking
1: podcast in the fucking world.
0: And this is the Best fits of One of them, where we our time as well as yours.
1: <laughs> How are you, Will?
0: I'm good, Kevin. How about yourself? You're looking trim. What have you been doing? Hey. Do
1: you what I've been doing? Go on, tell me. I haven't a fucking clue. <laughs> I don't know, Kim. Have you been drinking your gallons of water again? Well, slim,
0: slim fast maggots. Drinking maggots. That's what I've been drinking.
1: I was back in Cork recently and I uh, went oh. for dinner with the Cinemile duo, Kathy <gasps> and Dave.
0: Hi, hello. It's us. Hello.
1: Come here. I'm so jealous. Tell me all about that. We went to a Japanese restaurant and they gave me chopsticks. And of course, I'm a nori. So there I was oh, okay. with my chopsticks thinking, can, can I get a fork, please? <laughs> was that the soup? I couldn't, I couldn't hack it, but it was, it was good crack. We talked all about you. We we talked so much shit about you. Yeah, great. And great. Uh, yeah, it was great to catch up with them. There's a Cork podcast festival coming up and the only two Cork podcasts not on the lineup is us and the cinema <gasps> program. <laughs>
0: <It's>...
1: <laughs> so we talk shit about all them as well. <laughs> Raging! Oh, uh, we obviously are hanging out with the
0: wrong podcasts. <laughs> we yeah, I've got the wrong podcast social group. We need to start that shit out, Kevin. We're not grand, man. How do we make friends? If this was a podcast school, we are formal. Us in the cinema are clearly in the nerd geeky. We're down corner. the back of the bus. Like we're not even the cool gang. We're not. We're halfway back the bus. Kind of we're in the forgotten
1: zone. We're at, we're at the bus stop. The bus has just gone by. <laughs> They've splashed us And fucking Flaked it past us And we're like Was that our bus? I'm sure that was our bus Yeah <laughs> They're God doing God. this
0: Jeering noises out the window <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ Oh fuck uh, well, Us in the cinema
1: well, Will we start the timer? Yeah It always focuses us There we go. go Very good So well, we've been away from the mic we've had time to catch up and see some things mm-hmm. what have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy
0: Volume 3 which I saw last night which my own child and offspring do. I look around at us on May 5th yes. you know what I see family
1: I love you all
0: saying goodbye it's time is a whole What yeah! <laughs> a fuck. fun the end of the road, Guardians.
1: That is sad.
0: You know what's sad? People on Earth
1: die when they're like 50. Are you about to die? I'm not 50! Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. HDBT13, Only in Peter's May 5th. I believe you saw too. I did. Was Luke disturbed by anything in the film? Yes. He actually said it to me. How do you
0: feel about screen? that? I felt there was a couple of things in there that went a little bit too far for the younger younger crowd he was a he was a a youngster who went and enjoyed Doctor Strange madness 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 whatever that was and zombie Doctor Strange he all thought that was really cool and wasn't at all freaked out by it but he was disturbed by a few moments in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3
1: definitely yeah what did you think I thought this film was like the minions made by a psychopath
0: (laughs) (laughs) I get that I get that
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: If I it was a
1: long sit. It was it was oh my god. Look, I didn't enjoy the film mm. on the whole. I loved the first Guardians film. I was less keen on the second one. I don't know if it's just Marvel fatigue. Although I think that this film is as people have said much much better than the other Marvel films have been for the last like seven or eight of them. Mm. James Gunn he is a very skillful director. I mean, he, he knows where to put the camera and you can tell that he loves writing these characters. I just think that he just over-eggs the pudding uh, a few too many times for me where I end up feeling exhausted by the characters and the tone and the, the unseriousness of it where not a single moment can go by without somebody undercutting it with a joke that is not good enough to undercut the moment. And when Mm -hmm. that happens, every single scene, it just grates on me. I felt the length of this film, the tone of it was all over the place. It felt so grim at times. And then the needle drops into these pop rock anthems. It felt dystopian. And like, Mm -hmm. who is this for? And the whiplash of Disney characters being murdered. I just thought this is so um, savage. I think that he was hamstrung by coming into this film with characters who'd been arced or they'd been dismantled off screen in other movies, so they talk about this as the, the third film in the trilogy, but the characters are so completely different in this film that you, you can't really call these three a trilogy. I can talk more about that, but what did you think? I, uh, I think there was a
0: there's a a, a plot element of the film where, and this is not really going to spoil anything too much for people who haven't seen it, where the bad guy has got a machine which takes these cute little creatures and puts them into the machine and turns a, an evil knob, which evolves
1: these creatures years He's like the kid and that lived next door in Toy Story. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I kind of feel that the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie is that cute little creature that goes into the machine. And now we've been through the evolutionary evolutionary machinery of the Marvel franchise over the last few years and what it's turned into is this horrific monster that's grotesque and horrible and should be burned. Because yeah. I I had no joy watching this film. Zero joy. I you I, know what I else? hated the look of it. I hated the look of it, Kevin. I really just thought it was ugly. Ugly
1: fiercely ugly. I See, that was one of the things I thought was a strength. But beyond that, I just felt it's exhausting to watch. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting on the senses. They're so overblown and full on. So many characters,
0: so many, uh, Too many a- characters. action set pieces, so much CG, so, n- not enough focus. And I know they try, it, definitely, there is a central focus of Rocket Raccoon and his story. And that's got to be the spine and the, the, that's the beating heart of this thing. But why
1: him? Well, because look, I'll tell you the thing that I thought was a great setup based on where they left the Gamora character. The last Avengers film where Gamora had been swapped with another version of herself who hadn't fallen in love with Peter Quill. And I thought, okay, that's a really strong concept because I wrote a script once called In Future that one of the questions in it was... Would you fall in love with somebody if you met them at a different point in your life? If they were the love of your mm-hmm. life, does it does it matter when you meet that person? Are you changed so much by your experiences that, say, you met your wife No. Would you fall in love with it the yeah. same way, or would it be? Would you even notice each other? I thought that's a great premise, and so for this story, I thought that they might play with something similar. Where can Gamora fall back in love with Peter? when she is in a different place in her life and he's experienced all the things that he has can he groundhog day it to make her fall in love with him again or is that not possible and I thought that's going to be the crux of the story and there's going to be something very poetic and beautiful about that because whether you can fall in love with somebody when you've had different experiences or whether you can't that's juicy and there's something to play with there and I thought mm. these characters have all been about having this new formed family what happens when you can't sort of reassemble that. And instead they don't have any scenes together where it's just the two of them unless it's like the tag of a scene before they get interrupted by everybody swarming into a scene again. I don't know, it just felt like a wasted opportunity for me.
0: Yeah, too it was like they didn't they didn't they didn't nest on top of each other elegantly. That's what I would say. Yeah. And the Rocket Raccoon one kind of served better ultimately. And then the Peter Quill one, uh, less so. Peter Quill one, I felt there was so much more that needed to be explored if they had just managed in some way to reduce the parameters of the story a bit more and not try and do a three-hour epic with all these This
1: is where they're hampered by the necessities of the Marvel Universe, where they have to bring back Stallone. Why? He's in two half-scenes, yeah, they have to bring back the high priestess, the gold woman. For what? Why? They've got to bring in Adam Warlock. The Warlock Why? guy. Another character who this is the other thing that 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 bothers me about James Gunn's instincts is that the characters will be so stupid that it's it's like low-hanging fruit. Of course they're funny because they're all children. They're all juvenile morons. And every scene just devolves into them bickering amongst each other unable to sort of complete a thought without one of the other characters interrupting and that's fine a few times but when it just keeps happening every single scene mm. it's very funny in places there's some great jokes there i do think it looks great the film but uh i was worn down by it and i think for this to be the the final film of the guardians of the galaxy it was it was not what i wanted. I, what I mean by it doesn't look great
0: is the all the, the, the sea the muddy sea genus of it and also they go to this organic station, this, this station that's made of living tissue yeah. and organisms membranes like and goo and that and what I mean by that is ugly. That's grotesque to me. Like you know, and obviously he delights in the <laughs> grotesque James gunders and Yeah, and, he came know. up through and trauma. For me that there you go. And all that makes revolts me. It doesn't delight my my uh, my eyeballs, and I find it repulsive. In uh, I just aesthetically, I just go, I don't like this. I don't like the look of this,
1: and and the shouting. Oh, the shouting was just nonstop. I I watched yeah. three films uh, recently, and I saw two of them in the cinema, and I came out of it. The, the last one was The Guardians. And I came out of it just despairing. It's like why have movies gotten so screamy? Like just screaming mm. all the time. The third acts are just everybody at maximum. But anyway, there was a funny moment in in that membrane planet. Mantis, she's able to to change people's moods by touching them. And she says to one guy, Mm -hmm. you are in love with him to get past Mm -hmm. the guard. And he's just like, um, he's trying to be really accommodating because he's massively in love with Drax. I I enjoyed (laughs) that. That's that's funny, but you just need a few of those moments. You don't need every single moment to be like that. I didn't like the (laughs) F-bombs. Did you?
0: oh no no and it was like mean it was like almost like a mean F-bomb yeah open the fucking door this is the thing again there was there were moments where it took me back to the original Guardians of the Galaxy film where I went this like Dave must like fucking what's Drax what an amazing character and you kind of feel he's just still to the sideline, he's not given, you know. We have to accommodate Cosmo, we've got to do the whistle, uh, needle guy. Oh, uh, that was the new guy. like,
1: do we have to have a whole oh, sequence on. with the fucking whistle flute? Like, no,
0: yeah, leave it be, drop it, drop yeah. it. I know
1: he's James Gunn's brother, but seriously, come on. I did like the Drax moment where, um, he was saying, We will we'll go in there and we will kill them all. He's like, No killing, we'll just kill one guy. And he's like, No killing, one stupid guy that nobody loves. It's like, No, you're just making us sad. But uh, that stuff we can tell the cast of great camaraderie, and obviously James Gunn loves writing these scenes. That works, but like two and a half hours where it is the same joke construct, it does get worrisome. So also, it it feels like the end of Marvel. It feels like you know they're they're putting a bow Doesn't on it us. Is? and yeah, we're happy to say goodbye. It, it, it,
0: like yeah, it does feel like there's a like there's nothing left. Like we've we've they've they've expended so they've expended the joy, they've expended all the good bullets, and all is left is there's there's not very there's not very much left in the way of quality characters and quality ideas. So um, I'm yeah. happy to see I'm happy for it to be purged and for it to end. Did Luke like it? He comes out of most films going. I said, what do you think of it? Great but on the way home he said this was creepy and that was creepy and there was two very specific things where he said these, these things were very very creepy um, and I went yeah I agree with you was it the death of the that actually do you know what it was it was the revelation of a there was a mask moment it was a oh uh, would they a- yeah that was, that
1: yeah, was there was
0: some I was like this is where it's like is who is this for yeah who is this for yeah like and it's not a superhero, but it's not a superhero. It was never a superhero movie. It was a space adventure movie. But again, it's. Uh, I was watching, it going, what is, what, what am I watching? I don't know what I am watching anymore. And um, you're watching, yeah. The future of DC.
1: I cannot wait for his Superman movie. <laughs> uh, that's what I was thinking. I went, this guy's writing a Superman movie. I think he's all wrong for that. I don't know he's going to be able to restrain himself. I can just imagine Jimmy Olsen making dick jokes and crack like looking through people's. <laughs> fucking clothes and Lois has got a great set of tits and actually saying it like that (laughs) actually just coming out and saying it hey Lois great tits thanks Clark (laughs) or like Lois like checking out Clark's bulge and going like wow he really is a (laughs) superman (laughs) it'll be something like that he'll just go straight for the like the, the, the jokes where the shock value is I can't believe they just did that Anyway, I shouldn't Mm. say this stuff. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck am I to judge?
0: Listen, I don't think it's an awful film. I don't think it's an awful film. It just was not for me, and I did not enjoy it.
1: Something major happened this week, and it's been quite seismic. And I think a lot of people want to get our opinion on it. Yeah. The Coronation. (laughs) So... (laughs)
0: Did you Were you there Kevin Were you in Westminster Abbey Or or where was
1: it Was it um, uh, Pizza Express Is that where it was Was it in Pizza Express It was I didn't see any of it It was really hard to escape My god It was hard to escape But uh, Do you know what He looks so silly Dressed up like his mother In his mother's clothes Oh god That crown does not look like It should be on a man's head It just looks a bit much
0: Yeah Anyway. There's a I just saw something on Twitter or TikTok or wherever the fuck it is today of he got there's a shot of him being grumpy in the golden carriage and someone did a lip reading of it and he's he's saying something like, you know, I can't believe this is taking so long. I'm pissed off because we're stuck here forever and I'm getting old. <laughs> it's like when you hear the voice, you go, Oh yeah, that's what he's saying. I'm getting old. It's like, Yep.
1: Yeah. We're all getting old, watching this. And then William was in the other carriage and he was just like going, take your time, lads. <laughs> take your
0: time. <laughs> Although I think, I, I'm seeing little clips of William's youngest son who looks like a lunatic and uh, there's some great little clips of him, you know, rocking out when he's supposed to be Yeah, down do you think we'll live long day. enough
1: to see him be King King Louis or whatever his name is? No, because he's, well, unless
0: the other fellas get knocked off, he's not in line to, to, to ever wear the crown. Yeah, he is. William, then his son, I'm talking about the youngest son. The this oh, the, right. the oldest. The, no, the youngest son is a real headbanger.
1: All oh, right. Okay. Or head the ball, whatever it is. Yeah, head, um, ball, head the ball. <laughs> I had a friend growing up, a kid, and his name was Banger. And uh, he's the his name was Banger. <laughs> his mom named him Banger. No, his nickname was Banger. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how he got that name, but he was always just Banger. Where's Banger? I can't even. Oh, Christopher was his name. Anyway, what was his surname? Mash. <laughs> finger mash. Um no, the writer's strike. Yes. Yes. Has it affected yes, yes, you? Yes
0: it,
1: m- yes, it has affected me. Yes. So I... we're both not in the writer's guild. Yeah, not WGA. Not WGA, but it's definitely no. affected me. Yeah. Uh it, it just it's affected one of my projects because you can't really work with an American production company. On an American project, which is the contract is in American law, even if you're not in the WGA. That's been the advice that's been handed down. What about for yourself? Yeah, I
0: had to instruct my agents to stop negotiations on a deal because it was a deal with a struck company. So that's completely paused that. Project Who's that company? Until, I'm not saying this is going up in the public. I'm not saying what, but it is. It's a struck company. So yeah. You know, basically, yeah, it's just like you have to do it in solidarity. Because ultimately, why are they striking?
1: I don't know. It's a good good question. question. Also, better residuals from streamers? Yes. And what happens in America, you know, know, America sneezes and the rest of the world catches a cold. But also they set the precedent that a lot of us, we get to benefit from if we get to a position where we're working in the States. Because, you know, your agent can then ask for you to get at least WJ minimums, and they can be quite mm-hmm. lucrative, much, much better paid than what we get over here. It's a terrible mm-hmm. shame that we don't have a proper guild um, in Ireland or the UK where they can authorize strike action and we can all get into collective bargaining and sort of build up our own protections. Uh, yeah. We don't have that. We kinda- Ours is more of like, um, it's a voluntary body that you can join and they can help lobbying for you, but they can't really... Authorized strike action, which is where a union gets the majority of its power from. So we're yeah. a much, we're in a much more weaker position. So even though it feels like that we're acquiescing to help the Americans, really what they gain, we will get to the benefit of as well in the long term. You'd hope,
0: yeah, anyway. yeah, because it has it, it's gotten when it comes to streamers, the, the the and getting deals for projects. They've all become just bio projects. Where there's no potential for any sort of future residuals, uh, if your project goes into profit or is or if it's viewed, if it's watched 10 times or 10 million times, you never see any benefit from that because you get one one payout and it doesn't really cut it, like you know, in comparison to what the what used to be there in the past, where you used to get every time that your show played, you got some sort of residual payment for that show, like you know, um or movie. And so that's one of the big things that they are they're trying to fight for, and rightly so.
1: Yeah, no, it does help. I mean, I've gotten I've gotten um, royalties for Grabbers playing on RTE and stuff. So those mm-hmm. things definitely help. You know, where it's like, okay, that's the car payment for this month paid for. Um, but yeah, I've heard that the streamers are the ones which are holding up this uh, deal being struck because the traditional studios they would have struck a deal already. That's the rumor, anyway. Mm -hmm. but the streamers have different, Mm -hmm. you know, requirements. Also, they really want to leave the door open for AI to come in and be able to cut down on writer's rooms and, and Mm -hmm. shorten development and stuff like that. And again, that's just eliminating jobs. And it's also savaging the industry where you're not getting the experience you need to be able to do when the people that are currently doing all the, the, the great shows at the moment, when they all retire, there's not going to be many people that are going to have the skills that they have to pick up mm-hmm. the the baton and make the next great batch of films and TV but anyway
0: and it, and it, and this is for me the first of the kind of the shoring up protections for people um with regard to the challenges of AI out there for creatives anyway, but because AI is not just going to affect the creative industry. It's affecting, going to affect every industry out there. Every professional. Actors and directors. Oh yeah,
1: like with Jesus, models and all that, they're gone. They reckon there could be a super strike if they all, you know, because the the actors are coming up for Mm -hmm. renewal with their contracts and the directors as well. I think it's in June. So if the strike, the writer strike is still going on and they decide to also strike. Yeah. Then, then everything will, will properly shut down. Yeah. So we it, it really
0: you know in the interest of of the future of of like trying to stop Skynet effectively. This is one. This is the this is the first battle in the battle against Skynet effectively. And if we can get them to cop on and actually realize that, because they're counter at the moment when when the WGA have said, look, we 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 have to basically caught any contribution or any use of AI in any of this writing, their um, response uh, was like, you know, ah, we'll discuss it. We'll keep discussing it. We won't actually uh, ban it outright, but very Ooh, agreeable of discussion them. around it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, wow, thanks very much. So um, little not realizing that they're going to have their jobs gone eventually if we don't cop on. But I am um, hope that this thing gets resolved sooner or later. It is going to be a shit show uh, because... I know shows are still being shot Other shows have stopped Stranger Things has completely shut down But other shows are That's still just not continuing that, Even though <laughs> <laughs> Easy joke Oh, was that Did you hear that? What was that? Thunder. Thunder Oh, wow Yeah I don't know if that got you set up mic But my god I was like Jesus Jesus, that was really I'm surprised you didn't react
1: to that You were, you were just like going you. along are you not looking oh, at me? Oh, did you? Look at me? I am looking look at, at me. you. I get all dialed up to get on mic and like, you don't even look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking at you. It
0: looked, like, it looked like there was just a bird tweeted outside and you just went, oh yeah, yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> well, because I've got um, headphones on as well, noise cancelling. So I wasn't sure whether that was like uh, as loud as, as I thought it was. Um, I just thought you'd be cool in a war zone. That's what I was thinking. Well, well speaking of dire of things, things, I watched Citadel. <laughs> Show from the Russo brothers that cost 300 million to make on Amazon. <laughs> Did you watch all of it? I watched all that I could stomach.
0: Okay, right, one episode. Okay. So you enjoyed this? Is that what you're saying to
1: me? Christ. It felt like everything that you would want to engage with a story was ripped out of it, and it was just pure cliff notes of connective tissue to get to action that was really flatly shot and dull. It felt like a 40 minutes previously on bumper to a show. Wow. And uh, God, yeah. I don't, I, I also, Scottish actors, when they get cast to play American roles, it's really hard for them to lose the Scottish accent. And I don't know why they just don't Sean Connery it and just rely on their natural Scottish brogue, which is a fucking class accent, rather than mm-hmm. try and do this bog standard American accent. That never sounds right And Richard Madden He just sounds like A Scottish guy Putting on an American accent It's just one extra veil Of fakeness That you don't need So So he That's
0: him Kind of out of the running For Bonds now Wasn't he one of the main contenders Or one of the big names anyway With regard to Being in To be the new Bond
1: Who knows I don't think he's um, I still think you I still think you have a shot Kevin As Bond Mm, why not? I think I'd be a good octopusy. <laughs> I was trying to think of a fucking joke.
0: Though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. The mental imagery you've just conjured for me is are, 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 are something. Are, it reminded <laughs> well, me of Guardians, it, like, Guardians Gravers, of the Galaxy, Volume Gravers, 3. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> are you excited hey, for the potential next bond? all this fan casting like ex- Taylor Johnson or, or Henry Cavill or whoever Dev Patel I, I think would be a great Bond I am looking forward to the new
0: era of Bond because there's a whole new era of Bond it's exciting it's like a whole new this has got the next generation of Bond let's see what they do with it let's see if they completely mess it up or if they actually stick the landing so it's exciting it's exciting um, I'm waiting for the call you know to get working on it but um, haven't got it yet do you want to know something that I've enjoyed you recommended something to me Kevin and I've watched the first Only the first two episodes Okay now we get to talk About something That I genuinely Fucking love So we've only gotten to see I Had a chance to see The first two episodes And it's the show That you Kept going on And saying Please I recommended What's the one you recommended To me Around Christmas traitors. time The BBC Traders, Which was absolutely excellent Loved it And you said I didn't let you down on, tra- on Traitors Please trust me On jury duty So myself and Karen Watched the first two Whoa was the first two episodes of jury duty and it's very good
1: you are now the jury
0: in the matter of Hillgrove versus morris when they say jury of your peers i think that's accurate i mean how long does this normally take if you've down this court. i'm a recognizable public figure respectfully i don't recognize you you're number 54 i'm so happy to be here I'm going to be upset if I don't get on the jury. Me?
1: Ready, guys? Here we go. All
0: right, so this is what happened.
1: Allegedly. We got defecation. There's a lady named Jacquees. I'm in it. I'm in it. Try to keep an eye on her.
0: I want to do the best job that I can. It's very good. Wait, I just can't wait to watch the rest of it.
1: I want to binge the rest of it. It is... Very, very funny, and James Marsden is great in it. So basically, the conceit—tell him what the conceit is of Jury Duty. Jury Duty is
0: like a real life reality show of like Truman Show uh, of a trial over in America. Like, yeah, it's basically it's basically the Truman Show where everyone in this trial is an actor: the jurors, the judge, the the prosecution, the defense. Everyone except for one (laughs) juror who doesn't know that this is fake. And Ronald and I have to give the showmakers such credit because they, they 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 obviously have posed it to him that they're 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 making a kind of a documentary a real life documentary on a civil on a civil case and, so, and it's yeah gone,
1: yeah they want to just cover that so he thinks that he's just there being you know one of these jury members with a bunch of other everyday people that have been brought in. And they're going to document it. And uh, no, he's the only yeah. one who's not an actor. And God, they cast him so well, I think, because he is the most... He's great. He's the most likable protagonist of any story. I know some people have thought it could be quite cruel because he—he's he's making friends with these people and they're not real people. But he is such a sweet guy, cool as a breeze, gets along with everybody, a peacemaker, and just a sound lad... And um, where it goes, I don't want to spoil it for you, but where they stick the landing so, so beautifully. But uh, there's also one okay. other thing. Uh, James Marsden is in it, and he's like a Hollywood actor who's been yeah. roped into Jury Judy. And the guy kind of recognizes him, but he's not too f- familiar with all of his work. And James Marsden is like trying yeah. to get out of Jury Judy. <laughs> but James Marsden plays a, an incredibly vain version of himself who's constantly trying to show off to the others. <laughs> There's a moment in this I don't know if this is in if this is in the second episode or not, but he, he comes in and he excitedly tells people that he's up for this role and one of the other guys that was up for it, mm-hmm. he, he got cancelled <laughs> and one of the jurors goes, What happened? And he says, he called some bitch sweetheart or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, um, no, I don't mean it like that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and they do these sort of sit-down interviews with them. At the end of the day, everything goes wrong. At the trial <laughs> There's a moment where they're showing animations of what happened in this trial. It's some sort of like, <laughs> oh, hi, <yeah. laughs> and the defense guy, the defense guy, has his own animation, <laughs> and it does, and it doesn't work. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> we tried to show the judge and the jury <laughs> his, his Panjacks animation. I fucking lost it. <laughs> but um, there's another beautiful moment that happens in it, and I swear it's not just all a comedy. When I get to at the end, it I actually got choked up. It actually moved me, and I thought like um. What a beautiful what a beautiful season of television but there's also a moment <laughs> there's there's one of the guys in it did you see that the moment where one of the guys collapses and he gets taken out and they have to bring in one of the alternates uh uh-huh. that's an episode 2 yeah okay so that guy you know it's like a fly on the wall documentary and he um he brushes past ronald and he says <laughs> i got to go to the bathroom and <laughs> <laughs> and bang us <windows laughs> Before we get going
0: like, go rubber house.
1: Before we get going and <laughs> Ronna Now's the time to do it <laughs> And it's the most it's the most creepy thing. And then at the end of the episode, that guy has he gets he has, he collapses and he gets taken out, which means that James Marsden comes in as a proper juror. But they, they have a sit down with all of the jurors together and they're talking about that guy who left. And he sounds like the sweetest guy. He was best friends to everybody. They're all talking about such great moments they had with him. He made them origami, <laughs> origami Cammy, or Cammy little cranes. And Ronald didn't get one. And you could see Ronald's everybody had a screen with him. And his only interaction was, with him was uh, I need to go bang one out before we get going. And you can tell he's thinking that guy Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so, so funny. Uh, highly recommended. It. It's one of my favorite things I've seen this year. So Joey Judy top man. I
0: want to and you haven't spoiled it because everything Kevin said, it happens in the, only in the first two episodes. And there was one there's one uh, clever bit because they're obviously reacting to what Ronald does as well and implement, implement it into the show. And in episode one, they're trying to avoid jury duty. Oh, hello. Oh, my God. The gods are angry. They are. They're so angry. And Pay the in episode writers one, they're all kind of like trying to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're all trying to come like you know discuss ways to get out of it and Ronald says oh yeah you could do the thing they did in Family Guy oh and shit he, yeah you know, the really kind of like me guy goes why what did they do and he says oh he went up and he went uh, Peter was really racist when they did selection and so and so that guy that Ronald says it to he went when they were selecting he puts his hand up he says why Why can't you why can't you be on a jury he says because
1: I'm a racist
0: <laughs> but <laughs> the did you play it out
1: he said, um, uh, where did you get that idea from? And he looks over to Ronald, who's in the dock, and Ronald like, goes, puce. And he's like, please, don't don't say me. And he's like, uh, I don't know. No, I'm not racist. But, oh, fuck, it's so funny. It's very really, funny. Really, really good. Hey, you reminded me of
0: something at the weekend when you were talking about the guy rubbing one out. Uh, very quickly, we
1: went for a walk on the beach, right? Well, let's not go down that road, Will, please. Let's keep it a family no, podcast. But, but, <laughs> but, but we're walking along.
0: And before we leave the house as a family, the last thing we say to the kids leaving, leaving going out, anyone who's got kids know this, go to the toilet, right? So they always make sure they go to the toilet, right? And anyway, we're at the beach, we're walking along, we rode as far away from the car as we could possibly be. We're just thinking about, we'll turn back now. And we're turning back, and Luke turns to me, and Luke, as cool as, cool as that, he's got his football, he's got his shades on and all that. And he says, uh, hey guys, I'm just going to go to the toilet. I'm, hey guys, I need to go to the toilet. And we're like going, ah oh, Luke, what are you, you going to do? And we just went, you know what, there's sand dunes up there. Go up there behind, climb up behind the sand dunes and just go. And he, he was by me and says, Alright, just go to Papa Squat. And I could watch, what he went running away from me. And I would, What did he just say? And I watch him tottering off across the sand, climbing up a sand dune, like laboring up a sand dune, and he finds a little crevice. And he I could just see most of his body disappearing, right? And they say the 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 reeds are up to his chest.
1: And all of a sudden, I see him kind of looking around. (laughs) He drops and all I see is his head. Some (laughs) poor bastard is going to walk barefoot along that beach. (laughs) I just what's he doing? What's he doing? I think he told you he was popping a squat. (laughs) I was
0: like, where do you learn that from first? I blame the parents. Oh, my God. Yeah, jury duty. Recommended. I think you should go for it. Um, Did you
1: watch any more Succession?
0: I uh, Yes, up to the... L- I haven't seen the most recent episode, but I've seen everything up to the most recent episode. I'm into it.
1: What's the most... Re- I saw episode seven, which is the most recent one, I think. So I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen the most
0: recent episode. So, but I'm still... I'm into it. I'm, I'm like, I want to see how this thing resolves.
1: They're all monsters. There's a pattern happening with this season, which is that the episodes are, are, are wearing on me until the last... Scene of the episode Apart from episode 3 Which was incredible Which you've seen though Haven't you? Where Yeah Spoiler Yeah For those who have not <laughs> But yes Fuck them Yeah You can just go Beep on that one they, they, they see the title Of the episode And they skip it Based on that Jesus that thunder Was very yeah. loud it's Serious Um, Yeah So the episodes they te- I feel myself Getting so frustrated And worn down by the bullshit of all of them. Like they are so broken Mm -hmm. as people. And I'm just like, I couldn't give a fuck what you do. I couldn't give a fuck. You're all fucking dickheads. And then the final scene will blow me away. And episode seven has a belter of a final scene. And uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but it takes place on a balcony. They do a very clever thing with succession, which is they always build these scenes around some event. It's either a retreat, it's a party, it's a function, it's um, a conference so that all the characters can actually have these conversations in person and not like yeah over the phone or separated um, they get to rub shoulders, bump off each other and yeah, uh, it was just one thing that I noticed about this, but the, the final scene that happens between um, the two characters on a balcony was excellent writing and okay. great performances and yeah it it won me over again but do you know what I'm glad that this is the final season because I think they're in a death by all the characters and they're playing that up I think yeah
0: oh they they have to be they have to be they can't like I felt I kind of maybe felt a season ago where I was like oh, okay right we've reached our lowest we've reached the pit they can't get any lower but now actually what I like about this the the new ground of this season is that a significant change has happened in their family dynamic. And now it's, a, oh, now what happens? And I'm finding that fascinating.
1: The thing that surprised me is that Roman is becoming the character that I have the most empathy for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of all of them. And I used to hate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turns out he actually, yeah, he's the one who uh, didn't like slitting people's throats. He seems to be the one that's the most tortured by who he mm-hmm. is and what he's becoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I'm just looking at the clock Oh, we're running short on time We're running short When has that game. ever we- stopped us, Will?
1: We, we, it's never stopped When's the next time we're going to be on, Mike? We'll keep going until we've run out of road But uh, <clears throat> one thing that I do want to talk to you about <laughs> Yeah, Because we haven't talked about this on the main feed The Cliff Notes version If if you want to hear more about this And we dive deep into it Is that going to come up on Mike, do you think? All that thunder mm-hmm. A bit of it, yeah I guess that's the when I put in the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for atmosphere, Kevin. You went away and you wrote a Star Wars story that got released just recently on Disney Plus under the Visions banner, Volume 2. That's right. Uh, you did it with Cartoon Saloon. So it's the Song of the Sea and Wolf Walker's team. Yeah. It's called Screechers Reach. Mm -hmm. you can go watch it right now on disney plus it's the second story there's also a great making of on there i thought it was fantastic and based on everything that i've been seeing the reactions are in line with me and people are calling it and i don't think this is hyperbole and i'm just saying this because you know you're my co-host or whatever i'd actually really love it if it was shit, because then i would just like constantly like (laughs) bring that up (laughs) (laughs) But um, people have been saying that this is the best Star Wars has been since the original f- movies. And I got to tell you, I'm not just saying it. I 100% agree with them. I thought Mad. it was a beautiful story. So how has it been, though that it's been released? How has it felt? And what's it like seeing the reactions to this? Mad. <laughs> I, uh, first and foremost,
0: co-wrote it with Jason Tamamanji who is uh, an in-house person in Cartoon Saloon and uh, as I said on that behind the scenes whatever that Patreon episode go listen to the Patreon episode if you want to hear about all the Skywalker Ranch adventure because that's a great episode
1: three euros a month you would be helping us put food on the table because mm-hmm. you know only one of us is getting to work with the Star Wars people the other is like <laughs> editing yeah, yeah. these fucking podcasts <laughs> but,
0: You won't say who <laughs> Listen, Jason, this is the first time I truly have co-written anything with anyone where we actually were like swapping pages and writing at the same time and looking at the same document. And it was a brilliant experience. And uh, Paul Young, uh, was his first time directing. He's a co-CEO of Cartoon Saloon and Paul did a fantastic job directing it as well. So it was a great team all around. But the reaction was genuinely overwhelming. Like genuinely, I've never had this experience with any of my previous previous releases because there's so much exposure to the brand Star Wars like even like Wolfwalkers like that was probably my previous biggest thing to have been seen by so many eyeballs but this is like I got an immediate reaction online what one of the things that has been blowing my mind is watching people watch the short on YouTube
1: And that is so. I love those. I love watching reaction videos. Oh, yeah. Del,
0: what did you do? Yeah, what did you do? You gave me strength. Who? And now it's
1: time for us to meet. Del, what is that?
0: Well, yeah. Oh, no. That was a twist I was not expecting. It's fucking so satisfying for for a storyteller, particularly because this story has got a very significant turn in it, right? So there's a moment where you see dice, yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's a thing, there's a thing that
1: happens. Sorry, I bleep that out. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> going. That's God saying shut up. That's what's going on there. But anyway. It's amazing watching them go from oh my god this is so cute to oh this is maybe yeah do it do it to oh my god what's happened to oh my god what's happened and I'm like going, that's exactly what we wanted so you're kind of like getting the perfect reaction from the audience on these YouTube reaction videos so truly we're we're all overjoyed like I can genuinely say I'm I'm thrilled coming from someone who grew up as a genuine Star Wars fan to have the opportunity to kind of like tell our own little story in the Star Wars world it is it's like it's fucking a childhood dream come true stuff like you know and I'm glad we did it we're glad we had the opportunity to tell our own story not be hampered by the mythology and Skywalkers they're all all original characters yeah it's all our own little thing our own little corner of the, the the galaxy and we got to tell a kind of like an Irish story there. And that's been brilliant. And fair play to Lucasfilm for even having this division to be able to go, actually, maybe we should do something where we let let creatives do their own thing in this playground. And it's great. I, and, and the other shorts, are, there's so many great other shorts there as well. Like really fantastic ones. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's on top of you, Kevin.
1: <sighs> oh, my Lord. That just stopped me from saying something really cunty. So, you know. I'll take that oh, as a good. sign. <laughs>
0: good, 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 good. And we got, I got a bunch of new followers, so I was trying to get those new people to be aware of this podcast to say, hey. Where'd you get these followers? Well, it went on Twitter. On Twitter, the people
1: I just saw. Twitter's like was got- dead, Will. You got to get what? on Blue Sky. I'm on Blue Sky. What the fuck is a Blue Sky? What? Blue Sky is the new Twitter. It's Twitter 2.0. And um, all the cool kids are on Blue Sky. Oh shit okay, I gotta get on the blue sky man how do, how do I get on it Do I need to be invited or something I have downgraded from About 4,000 followers To about 22 But you know blue skies Where's that man <laughs> <laughs> Well great Can I fit in one last thing Even though we've gone over our time you can Do but what I you think want it's... Do what you want Okay Well I saw two things I can kind of roll past one of them I saw the Pope's Exorcist Which was shot in Ireland Really? I'm going to say, one, yeah, it was, oh. you could always, always, always tell, I think, when they try and double Ireland for somewhere else. Oh. It's like cocaine bear. Like, that looks like Ireland to me. The pavement, the light, the trees, the way that, that the roads meander, that mm. the roads are too narrow. They just look like Irish roads. The the cement that we use is different. The, they the can put on different light switches and... It's a light. Yeah, you can't double. Yeah. Our uh, We're way higher up on the mm-hmm. planet than the US. So our light is th- going to crack again because it just flashed. That's proper stormy weather. That's what happened to yeah. you. Coronate a new king. <laughs> Pope's Exorcist, mad as a box of frogs, very screamy of a film, did my head in. I was told that it was great crack. It's, not my kind of crack. I don't know why I brought it up, but to say that you can always tell that a film that pretends it's somewhere else looks like Ireland. Yeah, um, yeah. and vice versa.
0: You can t- pretend. You can always tell when some place is pretending to be Ireland, and it's not Ireland. You can always tell that it's like that's not Ireland. We're very, very specific in our little.
1: It's one of the things I'm really thing. looking forward to about the new Mission Impossible movie is that that's going to feel like where it was shot. It's not going to feel like these Marvel movies were no matter what LED backdrops they use or lighting they use it's going mm-hmm. to feel artificial like a set so um, that's it, one of the great things about movies is it transports you to other worlds and go there do it put in the hard work I know it's mm-hmm. expensive but it's worth it mm-hmm. um, and the last thing I saw was Evil Dead Rise oh which is by Lee Cronin written and directed by Lee Cronin what is this Danny I found it
0: Baby. Open up
1: now. I'm getting this out of here. You think You know how to fight the kids.
0: <laughs> Mom? Mommy's with the maggots now.
1: Evil Dead Rise. An Irish guy tried to get him on the podcast a number of times. He's always been too busy. I think after this film, he's just going to be busy forever and ever and ever. Um, right. Yeah, it was excellent Oh, great David Fincher says there's only two places where you can put the camera In the right place or the wrong place And for this, he put the camera in the right place In every oh, wow. where it mattered And um, I was just so blown away by what he pulled off So I think he is going to have a huge career And for fans of the Evil Dead franchise They're going to be thrilled with this It's made a hundred million already so, Shit!
0: Um, no way! Wow, that's great! Isn't it great seeing Irish people doing good? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw Carrie. I am Irish. Realize, Will I know? But I, 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 I do, do I have the begrudger gene. I know. I know. I know. Actually, no, I someone don't. Else, I don't. Someone um, else. But I, I. I was thinking about. I. I saw. I saw Carrie Condon in um, Better Call Saul, and I realized. She had a small role in the early season of Better Call Saul. I went, oh my God, it's Kerry Condon before she's uh Kerry Condon from the band. She's Academy a... Academy
1: Award year. nominee, Kerry Condon. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She was in it as an American. She was. I cannot wait to see Evil Dead rise. I'm not a diehard fan of the Evil Dead franchise, but I pre- I've i seen like... The original this is a lot trilogy. harder than the other ones. It's not as comedic. And there was another Evil Dead. Remember that one that was like a reboot of Evil Dead, which I didn't see? Um, Ash vs. The Evil Dead, which is the TV show. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. And I thought there was one where it was called The Evil Dead or something like that, where it was like a. Uh, maybe
1: I'm. The 2013 wrong. one by Fede Alvarez.
0: Yeah, yeah, I never saw that one. So is this. Gonna ask you, is this a continuation or is it a reboot, the Evil Dead Rise one? Do I have to have seen any of It's just of the other
1: within ones? the same. It's in the same world. Okay, right. So it doesn't feel I, like a sequel or reboot. It just feels like. They have come across the the Necronomicon, and and shit goes down. It's set in a high-rise. It involves a family, and one of them gets possessed. Performances are pretty stellar, but what he pulled off, the sound as well was so good, the chunky sound. Wow. Um, He shot it anamorphic. I love that. I love when films have that lovely, juicy carpenter-like frame. And mm-hmm. um, it's great. I mean, it's intense. I wonder mm-hmm. how it'll play for you with kids. There, it, it's pretty intense, but for an Evil Dead horror film, it is balls out. And yeah, it's very memorable. So the stuff that. that I'll be thinking about. Great lines of dialogue as well. It's just a. It's a really good film. So. It's great when one of our own is sort of like smashing it on this level, but he's just going to be, I can't wait to see what he does next. It's going to be something fucking massive. Hopefully he like, comes on under podcast eventually. He'd have to reply to my emails if, if that's to happen. <laughs> <laughs> was oh, very good. one other thing I was going to say. What was it? Oh, did you watch any trailers? I watched
0: Oppenheimer just before uh, we came on the great chat. trailer I thought theory will take you only so far Summer. it made me want to go to the cinema after after last night's experience I went that's the type of film I cannot wait to go to the cinema to watch I I'm so excited for it I cannot I can't wait. wait to see how it ends like what happens today <laughs> today well I, I can't wait to see how they construct how they construct the drama of the narrative that's
1: what I'm interested in you know well obviously with Christopher Nolan it's probably going to start in the middle go backwards jump to the end <laughs> yeah, then reverse flip it go into an alternate timeline in super <laughs> slow-mo start again and then we'll end up through the looking glass seeing the doomsday clock go to like 13 seconds to midnight or something I don't know but it just I looks was- like a cracking film
0: I I'm, I'm, and Killian Murphy looked uh, and sounded amazing in the trailer. I just went fucking stack cast.
1: It. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It, oh, everyone's people popping up. I was like, Emily Blunt is in this. Oh my God. Okay. Robert Downey Jr. is in this. Oh my God. Okay. It feels like a proper event film. It does. Yeah. These are my guardians of the galaxy, atomic bomb creators. This question was posed to us. But you're looking at me like that didn't quite work there. I did not know what I didn't get it. I didn't get what you meant. Well, nobody got it because it didn't even make any sense. Um, All right, Patrick posed this question in the Discord. Patrick's one of our Patreons We love our patrons. We love them more than we like you, who's listening to this, who's not a Patreon uh, supporter. So you know, deal with it. Um, Patrick asked this question: Who's going to win between the Barbie versus Oppenheimer SmackDown? The boat <sighs> opening the same day. In no the States, way. they are. It's gonna be it's it's pick one.
0: <clears throat> show your work. I think I think oh god. If it's bad, this is the thing. I I'm pretty confident that Oppenheimer Oppenheimer is gonna be good. That trailer made me go, I wanna see that film. You can tell a lot by the trailer, right? And I'm going, I think that's going to hook a lot of people in who are exhausted from films that are with too much CD. I think a lot of people are going to see Oppenheimer. And God
1: thinks so too. So I'm going with Oppenheimer. I wonder if they're going to do a Lego movie reveal with Barbie where all of the characters and the, the scenarios are kids playing with their Barbies. Or adults. Or adults oh you're right I kids playing ben with their, Smithers oh my god yeah you're probably hello right. Smithers you're quite good at
0: turning me <laughs> on <laughs> the problem is the, this is the problem you just you just said that as a writer like that that tw- that plot twist in Lego movie you can never do that again I, if you're dealing with a Lego franchise you just can't do that again because go it's go listen been to dumb. plot
1: twist if you've not listened to it
0: yeah. spoiler alert that was Will's pick go. You can't do it You can't You can't do it If you were to do a Barbie movie You can't do that Oh, this is just girls Playing with their Barbies You can start off like that But you oh, can't boys. reveal some it boys! Some boys like playing with Barbies or, Of course, yeah oh, boys, yeah
1: And some grown men Like playing with their Barbies as well They can do loads Me. of things With those Barbies I've got, I got my collection of Barbies right here Get up to all Barbie sorts with-, with those Barbies I've got my Picard Barbie
0: I've got my entire TNG cast <laughs> as Barbies <laughs>
1: Malibu Picard is my favorite Picard. What did um, you think? Malibu? What, what do you think? What do you think? Which, which is going to win? I think Barbie's going to win because Barbie is the family-friendly type film. And I think it's... I think Oppenheimer is going to do pretty big numbers, but that looks like you want to be in the right mindset for that. I'll see both of those films. I'm, I'm probably not going to see Barbie on the big screen unless it is, mm-hmm. you know... a fucking blast of a movie that that people are talking about but I will see Oppenheimer on the big screen definitely because I'm a man and I like watching man movies no Will hi I think we did it unless there's something else you want to talk about
0: I don't think so Kevin no I've kind of covered all the things the main things
1: it's been a while since we've done one of these episodes we took that break so we have dropped one of our angles for getting out of these episodes which is to get somebody to give us some advice so we don't have that and do you have anything to recommend which is what we usually the, do on the mini-bits
0: yeah well the only thing I'm going to recommend is because is um we did the park card thing and that brilliant book uh which was the 50-year mission there's two books they wrote by Edward Gross and Mark A. Altman enjoyed those books so much that I searched what else they've done and they've done deep inside oral histories on huge franchises like Star Wars and Bond And I've gotten all their books And I'm currently devouring their books I've done the complete Star Wars one Which was brilliant And I've started
1: Bond So it's fantastic And I'm going to recommend the Centre Seat documentary Which is on Amazon And it's hosted Mm. by Gates McFadden Or narrated by Gates McFadden And it goes, it's 11 episodes And it goes through the entire history Of Star Trek And um, it's very informative Very well produced and um, I learned a lot I wish I'd seen it Before we did our Star Trek Retrospective oh. Speak to you soon Love you Watch Jury Judy It's amazing Yeah and Star
0: Wars Visions Season 2 So too Creatures Reach Watch that too Bye Kevin For the residuals Is it? For the residuals Yeah there's no Fucking residuals This is the problem It's a streamer That's why we're on strike Support Writers Yeah I don't get a penny extra For all those Millions of downloads
1: right? And I'm up for scabbing so, you know, don't tell anybody. But if there's any work, well, <laughs>
0: absolutely I'm available. you're available.
1: <laughs> best Bits Podcast. Oh, very good. Com forward slash contact. And cheapest chips. See you. <laughs> good luck.
0: The Best Bits. Or oh, whatever. And here is a clip from the lads latest Mini Bits bonus show. The full episode plus
1: 100 more are available on their Patreon. Mini Bits. Another oh, new episode. Talk to you, stupid Patreon. Of this Patreon podcast. Exclusive. Exclusive. The best bits podcast
0: Kevin, how are you? Hi, honey, how are you? Oh, you know, I've got this, I've got my corn sorted out. I went to the Chiraptist the other day and uh, she your said... Your corn? Uh, my corns. Do you, you ever get corns?
1: No. Did you know what a corn is? Yeah, it's a bunion on your foot, isn't it?
0: Yeah, like in between your toes, stuff like that. Do, um, you,
1: do you not wear any shoes like around the house you walk No,
0: I, I, I wear, no, it's the opposite. GA shorts. It's the opposite. I wear incredibly tight shoes. Like those Chinese women oh. who get their feet bound, who had their feet bound, like you know, before the turn of yeah. this last century. And so they had incredible corns and bunions. This is a great opener for a minibits episode where we get people disgusted.
1: Squally, it's episode 73 of the Mini Bits. <laughs> I'm Kevin, you're Will. This is yeah. our Patreon podcast. Thank you to all our lovely patrons. Yeah. A few of you have jumped in recently. I don't know what we said. We try to Goad people into joining up every single episode. And then every so often, it's like a lot of people join because of one specific episode. And yeah. I'm like, what did we, how did we say it? What did we say on that episode that's different <laughs> to the other 270 <laughs> episodes?
0: Maybe it didn't Go. sound as desperate. Maybe we said, don't, maybe, maybe reverse psychology. That's how we should do it. Reverse psychology. Don't join up to our patron. Don't. It's- <laughs> Cancel. You don't des- everybody cancel. You don't deserve to be in this group. We don't want you. We don't we like don't the look need you. you We don't we don't
1: need anybody.
0: <laughs> it's just us. It's absolutely just us. Hey, should we tell people we we did I don't know maybe we shouldn't say it on mic especially so early. We did an interview with the Irish Examiner last Friday. We did. Yeah.
1: And uh How do you think yeah. I
0: how do you think I did
1: I, I, I think you did all right. Like you didn't interrupt me once. So I was <laughs> delighted with how I came across. But, you know, there's no sort of time limit on this. We don't know when it's going to get posted. One of our friends was saying, Kathy at the cinema was saying that their interview with, did they do the Examiner as well? It was six uh, months yeah. before it posted. And,
0: and the Guardian, I'm pretty sure. They were they are profiled in the guard, Guardian as well.
1: Yeah, but we don't do any really promotion. Like nah. We
0: don't do anything. Well, this is our first time getting any sort of like proper coverage, which is going to be mad. So, um, uh, listen to all you listeners who have uh, found us before we explode. You're you're you're, you're an OG. Bust. You're an OG <laughs> <laughs> listener before Kevin starts getting gold chains from all his
1: Patreon. Dosh. I think I'm more of a silver than a gold. I think <laughs> oh, yeah. my uh, undertones suit more silver. But, uh, yeah, I just want to die. It goes with w- my Prince Albert. <laughs> Your hat, yeah. <laughs> I Speaking of the,
0: which, I want one of those diamond studs in my tooth. That's all I want, so I can go bing whenever I'm on a call. Oh yeah,
1: bing. I usually just, you know, wink and like glint.
0: Yeah,
1: starlight twinkle.
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, I interrupted you. What, what what did, what did you want to speak of? Which
1: start the time Oh, I forgot. May you may as well
0: right the
1: all, all these lucky losers are listening in and and they're wondering, what are we going to be talking about? But we have to start talking about them after yeah. we we say goodbye. But look, I wanted to talk to you about, um, well, you've seen a few things. You've seen the new Godzilla film. Yes. I've seen the first Omen. Uh, I saw Scoop as well. That, oh, uh, we're looking Netflix
0: forward to watching that. Okay.
1: Okay. I'll save my thoughts. And right. um
0: what else did I see?
1: I made notes, but sure. It she doesn't is. really matter. I think I saw it. And I was going to go through all the summer releases and see what oh, takes your fancy.
0: Okay, okay. I'm looking forward because I don't actually know what's what's on the horizon. So, um, I'm Well, the Joker the year-
1: 2 trailer came out today.
0: I saw it. Yes, I watched that.
1: Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Chicago.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like you see it's all very much in the mind's eye. It, they're calling it a jukebox musical. Am I right in saying that?
1: I think you're right in saying that.
0: So, look, like, Hey, listen, uh, I actually, what it, what it did remind me of <laughs> was that I want to watch, rewatch the Joker because I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It was kind of a bold new direction. Uh, I'm just going to go somewhere.
1: back and watch the episodes from the Batman 66 show, the Joker episodes. Oh yeah, that's going to be... Just to fill get me to in sk- like on the lore. You know, get up <laughs> to speed. Get you right up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be there going,
0: oh, where... Where are all the guys in the purple suits with the masks? Where, where are they going to show
1: up? And like, you know- It's a weird time though, where we have the Penguin TV show with Colin Farrell coming out, which is a totally different canon version of the Penguin. Then you have this offshoot of Joker, which is not its own universe entirely.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: and then you have the old Batman films that you can watch. Right. And, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just, I don't know. I'm kind there's of so many.
0: But like it's this, just everywhere. What well what's happened is the world, the comic book world has very much entered the, the film world. It's where you could have different runs, totally different runs of a character by it's different insane. authors, and there would be totally different riffs on it and stuff. Oh, oh this just is the thing. Kevin, <laughs> so I'm only catching up on this. You mentioned it to me on a on a pod on a podcast. What was it on one of those uh it was Next the last show?
1: It was the last mini bits. Uh, you, s-
0: you said everyone's describing stuff as insane recently. I- and have you started noticing it though? Only only, only with people trying to rise you. That's the only type, place where I've noticed people. No, people are trying every, to rise oh you. Oh my
1: God. Oh my God. I could start posting now like um, tweets, comments, TikToks, uh, articles, anything. Insane is everywhere. This is insane. That's insane. It's insane. There was a festival just going on about this insane lineup. Okay. I was like, oh, it's a mentally ill lineup. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's it's everywhere. And the other thing, do you know the other thing that's also bothering me lately? Wow. wow. And this has been bothering me for years and years and years. It used to be that everyone used to misspell definitely. They'd go defiantly. Okay. Oh, it's defiantly whatever. They would just they were morons. But no, <laughs> I just keep noticing everyone keeps spelling a lot as one word, A-L-O-T, a l o t, a lot. Where has where have they? gotten into their heads that a lot is one word it's the same way that people will write every time as one word
0: what's the one that you've you've pulled me up on a few times and i can't get it right compliment compliment i can't (laughs) but i can't get it right it's like the i because i told you the other day yeah and i went searching for it and i couldn't find this because i had to actually use this. if there's an i in compliment it's
1: i'm paying you Ah, a compliment.
0: That's a good way to remember it. Okay, good. And then compliment. I, r- I wrote that to you. But you did. And I went to try and find it because I was—I found myself
1: writing the word compliment. I went, shit, Kevin. But, I- but you, you gave me a thumbs up, which meant in my world that, yeah, I read that. Thanks. But I did, right? I'm talking about a couple
0: of days later when I was faced with the exact same hurdle of writing the word compliment. I went, okay, what did Kevin say again about compliment? There's an I and the E. What did he say? So I went searching for it. And I found it, I think. And I went, oh, the eye is paying me a compliment or I'm giving you a compliment. It's
1: insane how little you can retain information. It's insane.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Come here, let's start talking about what we watched. Come on.
1: Did you start the timer? Yeah, it's it's gone. It's ticking. It's ticking down. The world's going oh, to explode. You know, I have to put in the sound effect. I have to. I have to line oh. up all my sound effects. When you said start the like, timer, I have a whole fucking. I have a whole soundboard. <laughs> okay. Like, Jesus Christ! Where's my fucking? What? Where's my ding dang ding?
0: Here we go. The timer has it. started. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right.